This is Nurse News for the week of June 25th, 2018, and I'm your host, Rebecca Hartman Baker. Today's guest is Mark Day. Mark is a DevOps engineer in the Infrastructure Services Group. In the winter, you might find him backcountry skiing in the Sierras. Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rebecca. So, Mark, today's topic is IAM, I am, and it's not what Popeye says, right? What is IAM? So, IAM stands for Identity and Access Management, and it's really a mechanism that computer systems use to manage a person's identity, so facts about the person, who they are, what their email address is, and their access management at a place like NERSC. So what resources does this user have access to, and what are the reasons that you're providing that access? Okay, so that can get complicated because different people might have different needs or different things that they can access, right? Exactly. So there's different sets of resources that are appropriate for people based on a couple of things. And the buzzwords in the field really are RBAC or role-based access control. So you have access to this thing because you have this role within the organization. So a system administrator has a role of system administrator, and so they have relatively elevated access to particular systems. Then ABAC is attribute-based access control, and so it's a similar concept, but it's subtly different in that you have different types of access to resources because of attributes about you. So you are a student, you are part of a particular collaboration, and those rules then are combined to provide access to the appropriate resources. Okay, so this sounds really complex. So how, how is this implemented here at NERSC? Well, currently we have this system fondly known as NIM. Mm -hmm. And as you're well aware, NIM is, it's past the age where it's legal for NIM to drive. It's, I think, acquired voting status. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. NIM is, NIM was made in response to the Y2K problem. Right. So NIM has implemented um, solutions for these ideas, or it's provided this base functionality, but NIM really does a lot of different things. So uh, it provides banking, so keeps track of allocations. Mm -hmm. And it also has these identity and access management concepts kind of uh, folded into it. And originally it also had the the ERCAP process or the allocation application process. And and because all these things are kind of combined into this one large monolithic application, it's difficult for us to modernize it and provide additional functionality that we'd really like to give to users. And so there's no concept, for example, of federated identity or the ability of NERSC users to, to leverage their home identity and not have to memorize yet another username and password at another institution. And so as we want to implement some of these concepts that would make life easier for our users, we're fundamentally reevaluating how we implement identity and access management as well as banking here at NERSC. Okay. So, I mean, when NIM was originally written, it was using the advanced standards of its times in terms of identity and access management, but things have moved on since then. Yeah, technology always marches onward. And I think the idea of reusing an identity and and participating in an identity federation and allowing these identities to move more or less seamlessly among institutions was just not a thing. Yeah, that probably didn't exist then. That's really interesting. So we need to take this out of NIM or rewrite it or 
change it. So what are you thinking along those lines? Well, uh, others have already gone ahead and removed the allocation process out of NIM and put it in a more modern uh, framework. And similarly, we're looking at doing the same things uh, separately with both the identity and access management components of NIM and the banking components of NIM. And by teasing those things apart and implementing it with tools that are loosely coupled, we'll have a lot more flexibility going forward to update and to replace aspects of that as time marches on. So hopefully this new system won't reach the age of majority before we've been able to replace and modernize some of its components. Yeah, we don't we don't want it to have full rights. <laughs> All right, so is there some kind of a schedule for this or a timeline or we're right now we're really actively engaged in identifying the components that would that would make up a, a solid solution. So in in calendar year 2018, um, for the rest of it, we'll be spending time evaluating a pilot of, of some components we've identified. And then we'd like to start rolling these things out in, in a way that our users will notice in, uh, in 2019. Okay. So the, there are existing components that you think would be suitable for us? After looking into this a bit, we've found that some of the work that's emerged from the tier project or trust and identity in education and research and this is coming out of internet too and these these components really are geared towards solving the same kinds of problems that we're trying to address here at NERSC and so they're individual components really geared towards trust and identity and identity federation among academic and educational sites so we've really just gotten started with this pilot but but we're really encouraged by what we're seeing. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. So, can I have you back another time, maybe next year, to talk about how it's going and everything? I'd love to come back. Oh, of course you would. So, switching gears a little bit, Mark, how did you end up here at NERSC? Well, that's a, that's a great question. But I've, I've really started out in scientific computing, and so using computers to address problems in initially protein structure using nuclear magnetic resonance techniques. And I morphed from that into magnetic resonance imaging and some brain cancer research, again, developing the software and systems to help scientists do their work more, more quickly, more conveniently. And since that time, I kind of started working then in a department of radiology and then within a medical center and getting kind of further and further away from the science. And so it just at a point where it was time to reevaluate what I wanted to do, I saw this opportunity and I'm just super happy to be back at NERSC and back at working at scientists and it just kind of reaffirmed kind of why I got into scientific computing in the first place. Okay, that's cool. All right, so to finish it off here, Mark, three things that you would want NERSC users to know. So I think, first of all, federated identity is coming to NERSC, and so at some point in the not-too-distant future, people have the hopes of using their home identity and their home password when logging in and accessing NERSC web resources. I think the second thing to understand is that NERSC 
really understands and recognizes some of the difficulties that both identity and access management present to automated workflows. And that's, that's uh, it's a difficult nut to crack, but it's something that we're spending a lot of time and energy to understand and to make better for users. And I think the third thing is uh, there's a lot of NERSC staff here that really uh, are very interested in the scientific projects and kind of live vicariously through the, the scientific achievements of our users. And people don't always see us or directly interact with us, but I think there's a real relationship there. And I think we're really proud of the science that's performed on NERSC resources. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks for joining me here today, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. It was a lot of fun.